The new year is here and many of us are starting. We're starting new, we're starting fresh, working on goals and resolutions. Sprinters, runners, marathoners, race car drivers, anyone who has been in a race or who has a goal to reach the finish line knows that the start is all important. And we're going to talk about how you can get to within three steps of your finish line quickly in just a moment. Hi there, I'm Marcelin Bailey, and you are inside of Stress Talk with Marcelin. Now, you might think that the topic of discussion during these sessions is only stress, right? What I aim to do is to help you to tamp down the overwhelming stress that you might experience throughout your day by giving you tips and techniques, as well as things to think about so that you can avoid being overwhelmed with stress. We go deep and we deal with some of the underlying causes of stress that few people think about and few of us talk about. Before we get into our topic for today, which is three steps from the finish line, I just want to remind you of a few things. So if you'll just give me just a moment. First, before you leave a comment or ask a question, which you are very welcome to do, please make sure that you give Facebook permission for StreamYard to post your picture and your name. That way I can give you, I can acknowledge you. Um, I'm grateful for the comments as well as the questions, but I really would like to acknowledge you um, as well during the live stream program. The other thing is, if you will, please follow me at ML Bailey Consultants on Facebook. The algorithm looks at follows. Um, many of you like uh, the page, which I, I appreciate greatly, and I want you to like the page. If you would also follow the page, that will help this program and some of the other work that I'm doing reach more people because it will bump me up in the algorithm. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel at ML Bailey Consultants. You're, you're welcome to do that. You get re, you hear the re, get the replays as well as other videos that I'm doing around the topic of tamping down overwhelming stress for women who consider themselves super women. Also, I want you to sign up for our experience. It's called Living Mindfully Every Day. You'll find that in the ForRealSocialWorkers.com Reu 
shop. Reuse stands for renew, refresh, and regenerate. So the Reuse shop, please sign up for Living Mindfully every day. That experience is going to occur on Monday, excuse me, on Monday, uh, January 17th. And as a viewer, subscribers to my newsletter and supporters of what I'm doing may use this coupon code. It's called, it's free to be, and yes, it is, um, there's a double entendre there, free to be. When you use that code, you will, at checkout, you will be able to um, come to the experience for free. Additionally, a gift that I'm also uh, giving to those who sign up for the Living Mindfully Everyday experience is that they get to have free time with me. We will do a, a session together, 15 minute session together, to talk about some of the issues or concerns that you're having around stress and how you personally can address it in your life and in your way. So again, go to forrealsocialworkers.com forward slash shop and use the code free to be. You can always find me at mlbaileyconsultants.com. That is my primary website. So you can always find any um, announcements, what we're working on, uh, any uh, information about the Stress Talk Live programming, the any programming that we are doing, any experiences that we are offering, such as Living Mindfully Every Day, as well as links to my blogs uh, on the happyhalfhour.club site, as well as for realsocialworkers.com site. Woo! Whew. That was a mouthful, but I am really excited to get into what we're going to talk about today. As I said before, race car drivers, sprinters, runner, marathon runners, anyone who has um, a start line and a finish line all understand that the start is the most important part. How you start often determines how you're going to finish. And as we begin this new year, we want to think about how we're starting so that we can finish strong, we can finish with confidence, and we can finish experiencing those things that we've desired. And so I wanted to share a few things with you to help to just get your thoughts going um, before we get to January 31st, right? <laughs> when a lot of people have thrown out their resolutions, given up on their goals, um, I want to provide you with a boost that will actually get you three steps from the finish line. Think about it. If you're at the starting line and you're going to be three steps from the finish line, in just a few moments, think about what that feels like. Think about the boost that it will give you. 
And so I'm going to share with you some of my thoughts on how we can get there, as well as some of my proven methods of how we can get there. So I'm going to take myself off camera. And as always, I have a little PowerPoint here. I'm going to take this um, this slide off this banner off as well. There we go. So you can see that. All right. So here we have a sprinter. When I was um, when I was in high school, I was a sprinter. I wasn't a world class sprinter. I would never. Um, I would never boast of that. I was not world class, but um, I was pretty good. I was I was a pretty good sprinter in my day. I also um, participated in other field events. Um, I was a sprinter. I ran on relay teams, and I was I did high jump for a short time. I did <laughs> um, long jump for a short time. I even at one time thought about doing shot put, but that was my friend Maxine's um, uh, event. She was a shot putter. And some of my other friends did long distance running, like uh, Frenette was a long distance runner and Teresa was a long distance runner. runner. But I was a sprinter. I, I, I loved sprinting. and. One of the things that we learned as sprinters in particular is that form means the world. When you start your race, it is important to have certain things in place. First, you have to make sure that your hands are behind the line because you don't want to have a false start, which would in turn um, could, if you have more than one, it could knock you out of the race. So you don't want to have a false start. Think about that in terms of starting the new year. When we start the new year, we don't want to have false starts. So we don't want to jump ahead of ourselves or jump before we're ready because that can cause us to get knocked out of the race. The other thing that we have to think about is our form. When the gun goes off or when the, the buzzer, the sound goes off now, I think they use air guns. When the air gun goes off now to tell you it's time to start, you want to make sure that you have the perfect form or as close to the perfect form as possible. As you look at this picture of this sprinter, you see the form that she's in. What I, I will ask you to do is sometime during the week, this week, look at pictures of sprinters and talk about and, and just look at the form as they come off the blocks and look at that form. What you will probably find is that their form is very close to the picture that you see here. 
Form is very important as we're starting. Hi, Allison. I'm glad to see you. I'm hoping you're not freezing in Ohio. I know the weather is pretty, pretty brisk <laughs> there right now. So I hope you're not freezing. I won't, I won't tell you what the weather is like here in Georgia. Um, I won't, I won't even, I won't even do that to you. <laughs> I'm glad you're you've joined me today. So we want to make sure that our form is such that it will propel us away from the blocks. And the blocks are the things we put our feet on that gives us that push that we push on when we when we get started, when the race starts, right? So we want to make sure first that our we're, we we're not jumping the gun. We're not getting ahead of ourselves. We also want to make sure that we have good form. We also have other things that we need to consider. First, when you're starting out with a goal, when you're starting off, especially in the new year, there are certain things that people think about when they have something in mind that they want to do. And they start thinking about their goal, right? They want to know what, what are they, what do they want to accomplish? That's the first thing. What do we want to accomplish? And they set that in front of them. For someone like me, I want to, I want to become more consistent and uh, with my physical activity. So that is my goal. That is a goal that I've set out for myself. Some may want to lose weight. Some may want to um, watch less television. Some may want to uh, be in a temperature that's warmer than uh, 32 degrees. Allison, <laughs> I'm not going to pick on you. <laughs> I'm not. I promise you, I'm not going to pick on you. Allison said, I said that because Allison said that it's been cold, um, but there's sun and the temperatures are above 32. So that is good because I know um, in Northeast Ohio, in Cleveland, um, my hometown, it is like 16 degrees, I think, right now. <laughs> the Cleveland Browns are playing 20 degrees and 20 degree weather and people are at the uh, stadium watching them. So I'm not going to pick on you, Allison. Um, but we, we set out with a goal and we put that in front of us. Then we put together a plan and the plan is how we're going to accomplish the goal, how we're going to reach the goal. And then some of us also think about accountability and we try to figure out what type of accountability do we need to stay committed to working towards the goal? Do we need an accountability partner? Do we need a coach? Do we need an app? Do we need to, um, to get a journal? What kinds of things do we need? And oftentimes when we start this way, when we think of these three things or we put these three things in place, a goal, a plan 
and accountability, we really think that we've done enough to be successful. We think that we've done as much as we need to do in order to reach the goal that we're trying to reach. I, however, like to go a little bit deeper because although these things are good, having a goal, having a plan, and having accountability are good, there are some underlying things that we really need to address and to consider in order to be three steps from the finish line when we start, right at the start. And here's what I'm talking about. First of all, equipment and tools. Now, think about the sprinter and in the first slide, in the, in the lead slide, think about that sprinter. Think about the equipment or the tools that that sprinter needed to have. First and foremost, she really needed to have a good pair of um, shoes, running shoes. That was ve That's very important. She had to have the right pair of shoes. World-class runners now have shoes specially made for them. <laughs> they, ha they have shoes. They don't have to go to um, the, the sporting goods store and buy them off the rack. World-class sprinters and athletes have shoes that are built for them, that are made just for them. So when we are thinking about our equipment and our tools, we need to know, first of all, do we have the right kind of tools? Do we know what we even have? Do we know all of what we have that we can use to get us to that finish line? That's one thing that we need to consider. What do we have? The sprinter, of course, had her running shoes. And she probably had specially made running shoes, shoes that fit her exactly. She also probably had blocks that were um, set up the way that she personally needed them. She didn't use someone else's blocks. And if she did, they moved them so that they fit her body and fit her style of starting the race. The outfits that she had on fit her body. And those outfits are made so that it prevents the uh, wind from slowing the runner down. So when we think about those things, do we have what, do we even know what we have, first of all? Do we know what's at our disposal? Do we have all that we need? before we start. I don't and I'm and I'm not just talking about for example someone like me who wants to um increase become more consistent uh with my fitness. You know, of course I can get um dumbbells and I can get the um yoga balls or whatever I need. 
But what are some of those other things that I might need in order to become more consistent? Private time, a space to do my exercising, um, having my family cooperate by allowing me that time. Those are all considerations. The other thing that we need to know is are the tools and the equipment that we have in good working condition? Does it work? That same sprinter in our first slide could have the best shoes in the world and the best shoes made just for her. But if her shoelaces were untied or if her shoelaces broke, they probably wouldn't work so well. So we need to have an understanding of what we have. Are the tools that we have in good working condition? Are they operational? And yes, I'm not just talking about physical things. And we'll get into that a little bit more. The other thing is, do you know how to use your tools to get the best benefit in order to help you propel yourself to the finish line? Do you know how to use your tools? Oftentimes we have tools in our, in our bucket, our toolkit, our personal toolkit, but we try to do what other people do with them, with their tools, and it doesn't work for us. We have to be aware of the tools that we have and how we can get the best benefit from the tools that we have without looking at someone else and what they're doing. So the first step to getting to the finish line quicker without a lot of stress is to know the equipment and the tools that you have in your toolbox to help you to get there. The second thing is, is your head on straight and is your heart right? And I worded it this way because I just felt like it was very clear. Is your head on straight? One of the questions that you want to ask yourself is, what value will you get from the experience? Not just the experience of achieving the goal, but the experience of working towards the goal. Now, I want to, as I said, I want to become more consistent with physical activity. That is a goal of mine for this year. What value will I get from being physically active? Well, the value for me is that I'll feel better. I'll feel healthier. I will be healthier. I will have energy to, to work a full-time job and to do my part-time job and to do all of these live streams for the remainder of the year. <laughs> so the value for me is more, is about well-being. It's about feeling good. It's about having energy. It's about waking up without hurting, without aches and pains. That's the value for me. 
What value will you get from the experience? I'll give you another example. I know some people have decided that they're going to travel. They're going to go to um, different countries and travel. What value will they get from that experience? Of course, they will, they will have an opportunity to see other places and to experience new foods and new environments and, and different people. That's a value and that's a valuable experience. It's not just about travel. The goal could be, I want to travel. It's not just about travel. There's a value that is connected to that. And having an understanding of that value gives us the, um, it helps us with commitment and it also helps us with motivation to work towards the goal. I alluded to this when we were talking about equipment and tools. Are you looking at others? Are you looking at what others are doing? If your head is on straight, you see what others are doing, but you're not doing, you're not following them or you're not taking on what they're doing just because they're doing it and you want to be like them. You don't have to keep up with the Joneses or the Smiths or the um, whoever's, <laughs> the Dells. You don't have to keep up with them. You want to be you. And so when I ask, is your head on straight and is your heart right? Are you doing things? Are you setting goals? Are you talking about reaching goals because that's someone else's goal? Or is what you're working on your goal where you will experience value from working towards that? The third thing, which is very key and the third thing that is which is very key is hindering beliefs. And Allison brings up a, a very important, um, very important thought. Using our own tools is key. Absolutely. Forcing my square into someone's circle doesn't work. Embrace me. Absolutely, Allison. Absolutely. We need to be free to be who we are without feeling like we have to be someone else or trying to fit ourselves square peg into a round hole. We have more satisfaction and we have less stress when we can truly be, genuinely be ourselves, embrace ourselves. Absolutely, Allison. The third thing in terms of having our heads on straight and our heart right, is what are some of those hidden, hindering beliefs that lurk below the surface? And we don't always want to talk about those things. We don't want to address those things. But that they're very key to being able to reach those goals that we've set for ourselves. What are those hindering beliefs? And it's helpful to work closely with someone, either a therapist or a coach who can help you to identify those hindering beliefs and help you to work through them so that they don't stop you 
from reaching the finish line. You can, you know, we in keeping with our, our runner's uh, analogy, you can also think of those hindering beliefs as hurdles. When I ran hurdles, I hated it. I hated hurdles because I was always afraid I would hit the hurdle and either fall and break something or I would hit it and it would hurt. And I had friends who ran hurdles and I'm telling you, if you hit that hurdle and hit it the wrong way, that thing can pop up and not only will it grab onto your ankle, it'll pop up and it can flip and actually hit you in the head. So <laughs> hurdles, <laughs> hurdles are a monster. So we want to, and we can see the hurdle, but if we don't know how to get over that hurdle using the correct form, not only will it slow us down, not only can it prevent us from getting to that finish line, it can also hurt us and prevent us from finishing the race. So let's go on. We've talked about equipment and tools. We've talked about having our head on straight and our heart right. What else is there? Are we ready? Are we set? No, no, no. Wait just one moment. What preparation have you had before you working towards that goal that you desire? What preparation? Now you might say, well, wait a minute, you know, no preparation. You know, I might just be starting a, an exercise routine or, you know, wait a minute, I, I might just say I want to travel. And um, what are you talking about? Preparation. What I'm talking about is exercising. When we exercise, and I've told you I'm working on my fitness, walking is an exercise. If you jump into a hardcore boot camp body building program, you're going to hurt like heck. You're not going to want to do it the next day or a day after. You're just not going to want to do it because you're going to feel so bad. We need to prepare before we jump into start starting the goal. Sprinters have, world-class sprinters have practiced. They've practiced and practiced and practiced before they reached that starting line. They've worked on form. They've worked on conditioning. They've lifted weights. They've talked to their coach. They've eaten a certain diet in order to prepare for the race. They didn't just jump at, to the starting block to run. Skaters, ice skaters, it's not a race, but ice skaters, I was watching ice skating the other day and they talked about the hours of practice these skaters put in just to be able to compete. So what preparation have you completed before you've started working on your goal? Because preparation is key. The more pre prepared we are, the better our chances of completing our goal and reaching the finish line. 
even someone who travels, if you have not traveled out of your state, then chances are you're going to have a difficult time going to Madagascar <laughs> as your first trip. So preparation is key. What preparation have you completed? Also, how will you address the hindrances and barriers that you may face? And we talked about the hurdles. Knowing that I was afraid of the hurdle when I ran, I had to compensate. Probably not the best. That's probably why I was taken off the hurdles. <laughs> and I advocated for myself. I told my coach, I don't want to do this. <laughs> okay, she said, you'll do the high jump. I don't know if that was better. But what? how are you going to address the hindrances or the barriers that you're going to face? I was not able to do yoga for several days because of a medical procedure I had last week. So those were that was a barrier that was out of my control. The question is, how am I going to address that? So I want to make up the sessions that I missed. So I have to plan for that. I have to make time for that. And I do have a plan to do that. Also, whose voice are you going to listen to? Are you going to listen to that voice of those underlying, remember we talked about those hidden hindering beliefs that lurk beneath the surface? Are you going to listen to those voices? Or are you going to listen to voices outside of you, like your family um, who discourage you? Or are you going to listen to encouraging voices? Are you going to motivate yourself? Are you going to listen to family members who encourage you and tell you you can do it? Are you going to listen to people who not only tell you, but show you how they are encouraging you? Whose voice are you going to listen to? And then finally, how will you address stumbles? Every runner that I have ever watched race, if they fall, they get up and they keep going. If they hit the hurdle, they fall, they get up and they keep going. Now they may be limping across the finish line, but they keep going. How will you address things when you stumble? I contend that if you have your three, these three items in line, you will be three steps from the finish line when you start because you will have addressed all of the obstacles that you may face and you will also know all of the tools in your toolbox that you can use to help you to get to the end, your end goal. I want to thank you for watching. I want to remind you to subscribe to the ML Bailey Consultants channel on YouTube. Also, follow me on Facebook at mlbailey.consultants.inc and on Instagram at mlbaileyconsultants.inc.
I'm so glad that you joined me today. I look forward to seeing you next week. Hopefully it won't be 32 degrees where I am. If it is 32 degrees where I am next week, we got a problem. But Allison, you and Alice are welcome to come and join me because we have 80 degree weather. It's unseasonable, but it's still 80 degrees. I'm Marcelin Bailey. As always, you all take good care. <laughs>